0: I'm Megan with Monarch Roofing, and I'm here with Dave Polaris, the Director of Programs at the Honor Foundation in our Camp Lejeune location. Uh, Thank you so much for coming.
1: Thanks for having
0: me. Uh, I met Dave not too long ago, and we just started talking about this podcast that we do, and I was like, you have to come on. I want to know more, because I don't even know a lot, and I want to get to know more, and I figured our audience would too. So, Again, thanks for coming on, and uh, I just want to kind of pick your brain and start start us off by telling us what is the Honor Foundation. I know I've heard of it, but that doesn't mean I know a lot about it. So can you tell us a little bit?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, <clears throat> excuse me. The Honor Foundation is a transition. It's a nonprofit transition assistance foundation for special operations forces. So we assist in preparing. Uh, those leaving active duty from the SOCOM and, or Special Operations Community, preparing them to transition into the professional world. And, and, not, only per, and not only in a career aspect, but we also per, uh, prepare them personally on the new identity that they're going to be adopting once they leave active duty. Uh, so it's a three-month, each cohort, uh, which is um, each class, is three months long. And typically the uh, in-person campuses, so right now we have three of those, typically the in-person campuses run on a fall and spring semester, just like a college would. Uh, we do have a virtual campus that we've had before COVID uh, <laughs> that runs uh, three cohorts a year. So they'll run a summer cohort as well.
0: And then how how long actually are those typical programs lasting? Are they like a few months just yeah. like college? Yeah, okay. it's
1: three months, we've we scaled out to as much as 15 weeks and we determined uh, about a year and a half ago that that was a little too much and so we backed it down to about 13 weeks give or take campus dependent. Some campuses put in an extra week here and there depending on what their community of clientele needs.
0: Okay uh, you're going where I was thinking because I'm curious for you to break it down for me in a way that's like Within these programs, what is the breadth of the knowledge and learning that these these folks are getting right. out of this? Right.
1: Like, so it's the each cohort's broke the three months are broken into three phases. Okay. So the first phase we deal only on the individual. So it's a lot of getting to know who you are, based on the experiences that you've had that make up your personality, your beliefs, um, and so we do uh, we give them two assessments. We give them a career leader assessment and a uh, Gallup Strengths Assessment prior to coming into the Phase One. And those assessments have individual classes associated or or, um, uh, to to actually explain those assessments to them and teach them what their strengths, what these assessments are telling them about themselves and how to leverage that when going back out into the professional world or even personally, how to leverage your strengths because it's a lot of building relationships. Uh, We also do Simon Sinek Start With Why and that's a (laughs) two-night
0: I love that yeah yeah that's a
1: two-night we we used to do it a three-night it was a three-night program again especially virtually that was a little too much in one week so we worked with Simon's team and we scaled it down to a two-night build your why or, or why discovery we call it and then we also do a challenge we call it challenging communications class but that is more of a it's a wave top on emotional intelligence Okay. We finish out phase one with um, story night, where we take one story from the Y process, and the fellows tell their story in front of the rest of the class, tell one story in front of the rest of the class, and that just is exercising those muscles that have maybe atrophied since they've been on active duty about like connecting with others Mm -hmm. through uh relationship building and and also uh some guys are not comfortable getting up and talking in front of groups like we all are and so that also starts to you know exercise those muscles and then it's also a a cohesion tool to build that cohort cohesion Uh, so for example our group um Group forty, which we in session, in our last class was story night, and it really kind of you know takes that because phase one is really emotionally, we're dealing with a group of individuals that aren't that um, I won't say that they're not emotionally knowledgeable, but they never had to really be like. No, you're dealing-
0: asking about their feelings. You're not interacting in a day to day basis with like you know just even the general public. Your, yeah. your skill set has been leaned towards such a different.
1: Yeah, you know
0: capacity.
1: A a lot of hard skills. All those soft special operations forces do tend to deal in those things because they have to connect and build relationships with foreign forces. Mm -hmm. It's still a very rugged, austere type of mentality, and so, um, and so. Anyway, story night is is a great night for in in those three ways. Um, And then we go into phase two, which we get into some of the harder skills, like what's networking, how to network, how to pitch. Build uh, how to do corporate research, how to build your resume, how to uh, build your LinkedIn profile, um, how to you know, negotiate for compensation if you're offered a job, um, and then interview skills. A lot of interview prep in phase two, and then we finish out phase two with mock interview night, Ooh. where we have professionals from across the... we've Our campus, we've gained a lot of professionals here locally in Wilmington mm-hmm. to come in and, and Give interviews to the fellows and each night uh, one fellow will get as many as five to six interviews It's kind of like a speed dating type of scenario Uh, And then phase three so phase one is um, Mindset I call it (laughs) phase two phase two is your tool set and then phase three is skill set so it's kind of a building block approach where we build all the way up to phase three where these guys start exercising everything they've learned in one and two. So in phase three, we do a lot of engagement with the corporate community and with professionals from the corporate community. Uh, Whether it be panel nights where we have Q&A with panels, we do these things called treks where we come and visit different companies, either locally or in the past prior to COVID, we would go to places like Charlotte, Raleigh, Atlanta. Um, Other campuses have been to DC, Dallas, Portland Seattle all all different places and the offsite we do a one-day local trek and then the off-site Treks are typically a full week uh, Where we visit multiple companies Everything from nonprofits to sports teams to NASCAR teams to large corporate Lowe's corporate, you know, for example, wow. or Airbnb or you know, just name the, the large company to banks small banks, com- you know uh, and what we do is we try to give them a broad spectrum of different looks at corporate culture. Because what we find is typically, and this is nothing mind-blowing, everybody knows this, is people don't typically leave their job because of what they're doing. It's because of who they're doing it with or they're just not fitting in. Right. And with our fellows, uh, our clientele, that is extremely important because for so many years, the team has been the center of what they do and why they do it. It's been that bond, that brotherhood and sisterhood that that uh, they have built over the, however long it's that they've been on active duty. So that is, and then we graduate them and they go <laughs> on to be alumni and be our ambassadors in the, in the, um, in the, the corporate world. So
0: that that kind of, I, I, what I also noticed about the Honor Foundation is there's some core principles and values. Mm-hmm. Are there any that stand out to you or any that you could Speak about that really you've seen in your cohorts, like become either very important or passionate. I, I don't know, you know, like what's really stuck out as far as like how I I can see how a lot of these values are coming to fruition through these cohorts, and I'm seeing these like individual personalized stories through this. Like, is there any prideful moment you've had in in that um, that you would like to talk about?
1: Yeah, so um, well, I'll get to the. of some of the examples but our mission is to serve others with honor for life so that their next mission is clear and continues to impact the world and that we live out every day uh and and serve others for honors for with honor for life is really important because once a fellow graduates and becomes our alumni we know that they may transition multiple times after they leave active duty. That's fine. They can always come back to the Honor Foundation and either go back through the curriculum or get with our individual teams that help in different areas uh, to, to either uh, gain new skills um, based off our development of our curriculum or – find new experiences and be introduced to new companies or uh, uh, organizations that they may want to go in a different direction with. So that for life portion of our mission is very important to me because we don't just say, farewell, young bird, fly away. <laughs> uh, we say, hey, uh, and, and the other part about that is, is we have a strong, strong alumni network and they, they feed off each other. Uh, we have a, a social media channel where they are always in constant contact with each other and they help each other along the way. And the best part about our alumni network is that it's a group of like-minded individuals, just like they, the groups in the teams they had on active duty, that are only looking out for each other's best interests. Um, you know, there there are you know some areas where where guys may be recruiting from our co- and that's fine. But they're all they're always doing it in order to help others, just like our our mission says. And then one of our key values that I hold. Um, that I think is mo- one of the most important ones for me is be you. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Authenticity is huge. I'll speak for the Marine Corps and MARSOC. Uh, you can't fake the funk, we used to go up because, <laughs> okay. n- yeah, really? well, it's the truth. Yeah. Because Marines are, um, you, you can't try to be something you're not because they can see right through it in a second. Yeah. Yeah. So authenticity is huge, and that maintenance of authenticity and being you translates perfectly into the corporate world. Don't go into an interview and try to tell them what you think they want to hear. Don't go in the interview and try to make up lingo or just be yourself. Because when you're when you're being yourself, that's when you're going to find those bonds and connections and that's when you're going to find that right fit. Um, when you're not yourself, you're going to get yourself worked into a corner that you're going to have in a very <laughs> awkward way of getting out of, you know, in the future where you're like, Look, man, I know I'm two weeks into this job, this isn't working, and I'm sorry, but I probably misrepresented myself. Don't ever do that. Be yourself. If it's not a good fit, it's fine. One of the biggest, biggest problems that we have in any transitioning veteran's life, but in the ones I find, I work with, is anxiety. Mm, okay. It's tremendous amounts of anxiety and fear getting out of getting off active duty and going out into what we call the world, you know? Um, and you would say, and we've had, uh, guests say, I never thought I'd hear a Marine or a special operations Marine say they were scared of anything, yeah. but it's, it's real. And I don't care if you're 10 years in or 30 years in, uh, the anxiety is a real, real factor uh, for these guys. So going back to being yourself, They'll, you know, a lot of guys will either try to push the easy button and go into a job that, like I tell them, just because you pulled a trigger for 30 years doesn't mean that's the only thing you're good at. You have so many transferable skills. Don't push the easy button and go right back into contracting or other federal work unless that's what you want to do, which that there's nothing wrong with that. Right. But if you don't want to do that anymore, you don't have to do that. Uh, And then if you are going into the civilian world, don't try to be something you're not just because you're scared that you're not going to get a paycheck. You will be fine. Uh, There may be hard times. We never sugarcoat it, but you're going to find the right fit. It's better to find the right fit off the bat than waste your time in something where you're not going to fit just because of the money. Um, And we do a lot of that exploratory thinking in phase one. That was a very very long answer. No, it's okay.
0: No, I mean it's it's just it's really important to have these conversations and is is it's something where you're also debunking. Like I've I've been in the corporate world. I've been with and worked with so many different veterans, not just special operations, but so many veterans. So it's like nine times out of ten, I know someone that I've worked with Mm -hmm. that is a vet. So. I just feel like the the sense of not fitting in because you're not in that specific mindset or that culture, that brotherhood, sisterhood, like you mentioned, transferring that out into the civilian life and you know working in a corporate or a, just a working for a business. I, I know at Monarch we have several people that are veterans, not necessarily at the Wilmington location, but mm-hmm. we definitely have veterans and respect. Our veteran um, employees here, sure. so I do think that there's a certain bond that they have. But I also think that, the, to your point, there's there is a fear and apprehension that my skills or how I feel aren't going to translate into the business world. Where that's absolutely not true,
1: right? And it's not only the skills; it's just the mentality. You know, a lot of a lot of guys, especially Marines, feel very hesitant to be themselves because they feel like I'm going to offend somebody if I'm. In which we try to deprogram a lot of that culture that you know they may say some things that they would have typically you know said not typically said but you know it is a different world so you have to be cognizant emotionally intelligent (laughs) of who you're working with now and and that new tribe that you're going to be a part of but um but yes there there's a little bit of apprehension that you know i'm going to be too aggressive i'm going to be too intense i'm going to be you know i'm i'm it's, it's going to be a very, very difficult thing for me to fit in. Um, and that may be true in some sense, but then you've got the opposite side where you have to also, you know, in emotional intelligence, I said on Rob Wren's uh, podcast, it's like two way street, you know, up, up down, sideways, all, you, everybody. So it's going to be, you're both going to, when you find that new tribe or that new company or those new individuals that you're going to be working with, you're also going to have to lead them in a way where you're saying, hey, look. Um, I don't feel comfortable in this scenario. Can, can I tell you how I'm feeling right now so that you know how to like reverse the role and start leading me into how to? Right. So there's a little bit of that there. Um, I feel like
0: that's your cohort one. That's your that's that's class one, right? Is that emotion piece? It's
1: that it's you're all f- that yeah. It's all phase through. one. It's yeah. it really is. Um, I was up at Bloomberg before it was in November December of nineteen. And um, the same type of question came up, and it was, uh, it was a veteran panel talking to uh, non-veterans who were coming to work for Bloomberg, and that same type of question came up, and I said, keep them in their tribe. You know, keep them in or allow them to, to find those veterans in that, in that uh, organization who have n- navigated this environment before them and allow them to build that connection with them quickly because that's going to be that's going be a, a, a place of solace and a place to go and find refuge when they have issues like you know I'm feeling very very frustrated right now because I'm feeling like I'm not being heard mm-hmm. and you know the other people in those, that organization that are veterans can can speak their language and you know tell them how to na- navigate that um, but I also think Uh, One of our fellows, who is now alumni, he said it perfectly. He said, "Dave, for 30 years, he was a 30-year special operations marine, the grittiest of the grit. You know, uh, just an amazing guy, well respected in the community." He goes, "Let me tell you," he said, "I think this is the the statement sums up uh, what I'm struggling with right now. Is that the Marine Corps for 30 years gave me 100 percent." he said that every day was a hundred percent gratification challenge whatever you wanna categorize that I was always at a hundred percent I'll never get back to a hundred percent now I need to find something that's gonna get me as close as I can get to that hundred percent it might only be 96 97 but I gotta find a way in an organization and a new thing that's gonna get me as close to a hundred percent as I can and that's gonna be in my mind that's not only gonna be what they're doing but who they're doing it with and um yeah
0: you have to find purpose well in your life but you have to like I definitely think in, even in your your job it's not just a job it's like you have to have some passion in that and as someone transitioning out, of course, you would want to have that same 100% passion.
1: Yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. that makes
0: complete sense to me. Um,
1: yeah, everybody wants it too. It's yeah. not even it's not just veterans, right?
0: I was like, I yeah. hope I had I could bring a thousand percent of passion to whatever I'm putting forth because at the end of the day, why would I be doing it in yeah. the first place? Yeah. So that makes a lot of sense. What? How can businesses like Monarch get involved? Like, what if people listening to this are like, Wow, I really love what you guys are doing and I want to either be on a panel or I want to help with those mock yeah. interviews. What is something that they can do or, or who are you looking for to help you in your processes and your classes, etc., to help these folks
1: transition? And really anybody who has a passion for helping other people, number one, the other thing is I don't, there's no discrimination as to like what sector, okay. um, uh, you know, skill set or professional organization you're with anybody's welcome Uh, they just need to engage with I mean they can contact me at david.honor.org that's my email address
0: and we'll definitely put that information in our episode bio for sure we'll put all that contact in there
1: they can also go to the website which is uh, honor.org www.honor.org and there's um, there's ways to you know I have a question or I'd like to connect Um, and then once that happens there's several different areas where you can help uh, we do have faculty that I don't teach any of the classes, um, nor, the, nor, <laughs> nor does my what I know. I've only been out for two and a half years. So um, We bring in experts from across to, that are duty experts in each one of the classes that they give uh, that are typically not, you know, transition veterans, people that have been in the professional area for the you know their entire career to teach classes. So if instruction is one of your things then we can get you connected. In 2021 we're opening up Fort Bragg so if anybody Woo! in the Fayetteville or surrounding areas would like to get involved in building out the Fort Bragg campus please let us know. Um, we also have professional coaches that we, we pair our fellows with during the cohort. Coaching is not something where you have to be certified, stamped. It's really just what we call a battle buddy for you know, the fellow going through the program to help them with their resume, interview techniques, or just connect with them to ease that anxiety. You know, somebody to work with them and say, you're going to be fine, relax, we're going to get you through this. The other part of that is somebody that can start help networking them into the corporate community by introducing them to others. So that's coaching, and that's volunteer. We don't pay for our coaches. We ask them to volunteer their time, uh, but their only commitment is throughout that three-month process. And they can come in and come out as they... We understand. You get busy in the fall, you don't have to do (laughs) fall if you only want to do spring or summer or whatever. Um, There's also uh, um, people, panel members, uh, other individuals that just want to be mentors. You know, once these guys graduate, I just want to be somebody. uh, We have a cup of coffee directory because we do a program called 50 Cups of Coffee where we challenge our fellows to go out during the three months and meet 50 different people. Uh, to build their own network. So if you want to be a part of that cup of coffee directory that just says, hey, my name is Dave Polaris. I work in this sector, a nonprofit. If you're interested, these are my skills. You know, here's my email address. Connect with me, we can have a cup of coffee. Uh, so there's that. And then if people want to, or organizations want to partner with us for corporate visits, again, uh, feel free to contact myself and we can, uh, I can get you tapped into whomever would be appropriate to speak to in our organization for that. And then again, we operate solely off the benevolence of others and organizations. So if they want to support us financially, uh, they can, there is a donate on the website, there's a donate button. But it's also better if larger organizations want to become more of a regular partnership, then it's uh, I can connect you to our impact team as well that that can work that out for you. Uh, So there's, Tons of Tons different, different <laughs> ways. Yeah.
0: Um. And last but not least, I wanted to ask for someone listening that might be in that transition period, and I know there's a little bit of a requirement as far as like how long you recommend before they're transitioning right into the civil civilian sector. Um. But like, what's what is one piece of advice or what would you say that's encouraging to them about even joining? up with the honor foundation or just in general like if they're really soul searching on on their their um, anxieties and transition period what, what's some, some advice that you would want to give to them
1: so number one uh, i'll just go on the the literal part of that question which is i think it's literal the right word but it, <laughs> the the part of that question about how to connect with the honor foundation so i i say we serve special operations forces so you have to be serving or have served honorably within the SOCOM, underneath the SOCOM umbrella, to be eligible to apply. Um, and then you can apply online at honor.org. And that once that application goes in, you'll receive an email coming back. And then we have a very strenuous um, application process. You'll need letters of recommendation. Mm-hmm. You'll need to interview with the campus uh, director, such as myself. Uh, one, And then uh, also we screen uh, throughout the c- different SOCOM communities. Uh, then we, you know accept you or or um not uh and i asked and from the marine corps perspective i say 18 typically uh 12 to 18 months out okay. marine corps advertises hey 18 months out from retirement start getting ready there's no marine who <laughs> is worth his salt that that you know will <laughs> will start just only prepping for retirement 18 months out because the Marine Corps, as an organization, will work you up to the last day, and and it has to because that's the Marine Corps, and it 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 you know
0: gotta finish the mission.
1: Yeah, exactly, and and every Marine has a uh, has a tremendous amount of duty to uh, to continue the mission to the last day. So that, but eighteen to uh, twelve to eighteen months out, at least get your application into me so I can start tracking you, and then we can start talking about when it's appropriate for you to go through the program inside that 12-month window a ton of stuff starts coming at you whether it's medical prep va prep uh just uh turning over the billet that you're into somebody there's just a ton of stuff And 12 months goes incredibly fast so 12 to 18 months out i you know i err on the side of you know the earlier the better um and i would i would argue for the other branches that's probably appropriate as well Once we receive that uh, application, then we'll work with the individual on what's the best uh, path for them. Um, And then for any veteran, what I would encourage you is uh, you're not alone. You're not the only one out there uh, to go through this process. You're not the only one struggling with it. Everybody struggles with it. Everybody feels like they're the odd duck that uh, can't figure it out. Uh, and I don't care, Lance Corporal to Lieutenant Colonel, everybody is going through the same thing. In my cl- in my cohort, there's no rank, no position because we're all the same animal going through the same process. So the biggest thing is you're not alone. Don't be alone. Uh, in so much as joining our group down here. Uh, in Wilmington of veterans uh, it's veteran business collective now. yeah
0: yeah I think that's the official name it, it's um, the
1: new one it used to be uh
0: right Brian might kill me later for that one yeah but, you know, sorry <laughs>
1: sorry guys I haven't <laughs> memorized we'll, it
0: we'll link we'll link some information up on, on that yeah the yeah layout. we'll
1: tell you how to get connected that's a great group in the re and and we're still growing we're uh, we're kind of a startup still. It's only been about a month or two, no, three or four months. Anyhow, it's
0: a really fantastic. Group.
1: Get connected to a, a group of veterans in your community. That's what past veterans did. That's why there was the VFW and uh, other organizations that were built when guys were coming, guys and gals were coming home from combat and needed to, you know, stay connected. Stay connected. Uh, don't isolate yourself. The experiences and the opportunities will come. They may come quicker for some than others, but they will come. But stay as connected and motivated and engaged as you were on active duty, and you'll be fine. Everybody struggles, veteran or not, with life, but especially when you inject some of these uh, more complex scenarios, like combat veterans, like uh, losing the team, like um, losing the identity, especially in the Marine Corps. Identity was huge. Uh, as it should have been, but it, it's you know tearing that away from you. That train keeps on rolling, and nobody cares anymore, unless you can until you connect with that group of individuals that are out there who are civilians now that want to bring you in, form, you know veterans at former active duty. Um, you're not alone, so so get connected, stay engaged, and uh, and don't sit around by yourself because that's when all the bad habits start creeping in. That's when all the doubt starts creeping in. And that's when we find, I would argue, that's one of the biggest reasons that we find problems with veterans that we all know about and that we all hate to talk about because it's so tragic. But it's when guys and gals isolate themselves after leaving and feel like, you know, there's no hope because I'm just out here by myself struggling with this. And I'm the only one that's doing, you know, I'm the only one that's struggling with this issue. You're not. All of us do
0: wow thank you on that note thank you so so much here's the thing if you're listening to this if you want to get involved we'll link that information up grab a cup <laughs> of coffee buy them coffee um if you want to get connected i know i can certainly reach out to some networks to say this is a great organization to get involved in i know monarch is interested in in getting ourselves involved with you guys more yeah. um and i encourage everyone listening especially in our local. Local Wilmington area, please get involved and and help. So, thank you so much for for coming on. My here. pleasure. I really appreciate it. My pleasure. Um, and stay tuned for more. I think that this will definitely lead to more conversations with uh, Dave and the Honor Foundation.